Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints to help us navigate the tumult of this life. Today we are joined by Father Jesse Mingo. Mango, like a fruit? No, not no. a lot. Is he fruit? No, 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 no. But he does come hail from the tropics. Yes, from uh, Trinidad, Tobago. Is that called the tropics? Oh, yeah. Caribbean. Yeah. Caribbean. Are you anywhere near like the Bermuda Triangle? Or no, is that... far away. <laughs> far away from that. Yeah. Okay, good. So we can fly to visit you. Yeah, and we're safely. not going to get lost. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. good. It's so, good of course, if, if you didn't understand the white robe, he's a he's a Norbertine. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I never was given such a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so nice. I did. <laughs> so charitable. No, he's, yeah, he was very mm. charitable. My, another Dominican friend of mine. Uh, got really upset one time when he was uh, somebody introduced him as a Norbertine. He said, "I'm not a Norbertine. I'm a Dominican." I, I've studied with a few Norbertines in the Angelicum, so quite impressed. With oh, yeah. they're a beautiful yeah. order. They're doing yeah. wonderful things at St. Michael's Abbey yeah. in uh, California. God wow, what a beautiful, God be what, a, what a beautiful place. Okay, so Father Jesse, of course, is a Dominican, <laughs> not a Norbertine. Not they both wear white habits. If you didn't know the joke, but uh, Stephanie, you, we, we, this is part two. Part one, you can find out on youtube spiritual direction.com ultimately they'll all be on uh, spiritual direction.com website but yeah you uh scripture passage that moved you when so in the last show mm -hmm. you know hopefully people go back and listen to that because this is one um this is the second part of the show um father you were talking about this understanding about trials and temptations and what the Lord's doing in it and not to allow it to um, wreck us. And I think one of the distinctions you said that was so important is if you're following the Lord, if you're in a state of grace, if you're doing all that you know to do in, in, in proper order and you experience trials, you need to recognize it differently than if you're not, if you're outside of the church or in a state of mortal sin and you're experiencing trials. Now, both are invitations both both are invitations one is to come back you know hollering out to the prodigal sons and daughters right come back you know to god the father or you're going from good to better you know and so we want to be able to enter into that so anyway it brought this scripture passage that has uh, been so profound in the last week it, it was really an extraordinary grace when i it just really moved me and so I want to read it because it's just so paramount to what we're talking about. And I'm not going to read it too fast because I want people to really let the word that is alive and living enter into them in this passage. So the passage is 1 Peter 1, 6 through 9. There is cause for rejoicing here. You may for a time have to suffer the distress of many trials, but this is so that your faith, which is more precious than the passing splendor of fire-tried gold, may by its genuineness lead to praise, glory, 
and honor when Jesus Christ appears. Although you have never seen him, you love him. And without seeing, you now believe in him and rejoice with inexpressible joy, touched with glory, because you are achieving faith's goal, your salvation. I love this last piece that I think is just so important for us to understand. You are achieving faith's goal, your salvation, mm. by suffering through the trials, mm. right? You may have to suffer. No, you that's, will. You will, yeah. right, right. Well, I'm... I'm quoting this. Yeah. You may for a time oh, yeah. have to suffer the distress of many trials, but this is so that your faith can be tested. This is so that this it, it will be tried like gold in the fire mm -hmm. and the genuineness will lead mm -hmm. to the praise, glory, and honor of Christ. Mm. So Amen. just amazing, mm -hmm. right? Beautiful. You want to <laughs> talk to that a little bit? I think we need to really convert our minds to seeing the cross as the biggest blessing. I think when we come to accept that, it's the word of Jesus. Pick up your cross and follow me. We need to really let that sink deep into our hearts. That's the beginning of peace. That's the beginning of, of, of the mature walk in the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. And we stop the wrestling. Because what happens when you're in a fight? You throw punches, you get punched back. The surrender immediately stops the tension and we have to surrender with faith, hope, and love in this. This is this whole theme of abandonment, which is so important in the life of, of, of a mature spiritual life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that we, we do everything within our power to remove the evils of suffering from our life because suffering is an evil. It's not part of God's original plan. But now within the, the wise plan of God, within his wisdom plan, the cross, the trials become the very source of our deepest blessing. Mm -hmm. And it might be that, you know, we have some trial and that God is sending in his wisdom, this trial to, for you to come out of laziness, to do something, to, to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It might be some kind of virtue that he's building in it. You know, we might get a sickness and it's, it, it takes a lot of courage maybe to go to the doctor sometimes and to have an operation. You know, that's virtue. It takes virtue. It takes, you know, it, it, it takes the detachment from money that we might need to put into an illness or something. It, we don't know what God is doing in these trials. And, but ultimately, he's perfecting the soul. So coming back to that main point, as you were saying, Stephanie, is that, you know, to God's more interested. I said this once in a homily. Mm -hmm. God's more interested in sending us trials than just sending us comforts. Because it's way better for us because by it, we come to discover our absolute need for him. You mentioned the chosen early on in that Peter and that, that scene that you love so much, Dan, of him clinging to the Lord. I need you, Lord. Well, Don't leave the, me. Don't yeah. leave me. Yeah. But it's precisely because of his trial and his purgation that he can cling to the Lord. If he didn't have trials, he would have stood in the boat and, and be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. God's more interested in breaking our heart so that he could fill our heart with yeah. his grace and himself. Yeah. He has to, you know, we, there's that saying that we see quite often that, you know, you have to hit rock bottom to discover God's rock at the bottom. Mm -hmm. There's profound truth oh. in that, <laughs> you know, profound yeah. truth. in that. Yeah. So just 
say that about the spiritual life and contemplation, coming back to what we said in the last last meeting where we were together, it's by faith stretching, by trials of faith, mm -hmm. doubt, overcoming doubt, hope, hopelessness, overcoming hopelessness by fixing firm our faith on God's God's goodness and His power, His almighty power. That's what hope is based on. Mm -hmm. His omnipotence, His ability to see things through. Mm -hmm. Our love, you know, the, the many trials of love that we have. Yeah. You know, we, we pray the prayer, you know, Lord, help me to love them. And we expect that He'll just put all this love into our heart. <laughs> but no, that person's yeah. going to become annoying, magnified by a thousand. That's how you grow in charity. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how you grow in love. That's, that's the contemplative life. It's as real as that because when when you when you can bring these virtues then into prayer, in those more fixed times of prayer, they they're sharp and they cling to God, and then when we are in prayer and we have those stable habits of prayer, then throughout the rest of the day when we're still trying to contemplate in our work, in our conversations and whatever we do, we we have the habit mm -hmm. of clinging to Him. Mm -hmm. So if we have the habit of clinging to Him in life from trials. We will. Cling to him more easily in prayer. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think the converse is also true. Yes. Right. And I think the chicken and the egg, mm. there is a, mm. an order. And the, I think the order is we must be near Jesus mm -hmm. in order to be able to mm -hmm. do what you did this morning. I don't know what your trial was. I probably caused it. I don't know. But the, <laughs> the, uh, but there's this moment where you have a decision to make. But you had already, I don't, did the trial happen for you at before or after your mental prayer time? Um, it happened before, well, it started the, the night before. Oh, okay. Um, and then, and it just kind of woke, I woke up with some more clarity, then went to morning prayer and it, it just sharpened. I went to get ready for the show this morning, went back to prayer and, and it was, it was happening actually all, you know, like all in the, through it. I mean, it was just like, one of the biggest, bigger storms that I've experienced and it was happening as I was getting ready, went to prayer and I just went to my knees, the rest of you in community yeah, we, up you, in the chapel, y'all were, y'all were, were praying. I couldn't utter a word except to put myself right before the Lord on my knees and just keep, keep just lean. It's, it's a, it's an interior opening that I, that I make that I, that I feel the burn of the purgation, mm -hmm. you know, the Lord, that he's doing something. I'm in the storm and I'm inviting the Lord to come in and take it and take it and just burn it away. And so it's this interior opening of making a space for the Lord and making an act of the will to say, I choose you, Lord. I don't want to be carried away in the storm. I choose you. So please come and take it. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's an act of the will, mm -hmm. but it's this, it's this, it, it happens all simultaneously of understanding what's going on and understanding what the Lord's probably inviting me to, which is greater selflessness and a dying of self-love. Right. So you, you made a choice to not stare at the circumstance, Storm. which would have made you a victim. I don't really know what you went through, but let's say, let's say it was me. I don't know. But then it makes you a victim of me and then you become angry at me. And then you have unforgiveness or whatever. But when you, but when you look up, everything changes. Mm -hmm. When you look up to Jesus, mm -hmm. now you're availing yourself of grace. Now you're, instead of being bound 
by a way, a destructive way of responding to the trial, mm -hmm. you're being liberated by the mm -hmm. trial and you're actually ascending to God in your heart yeah. and in your mind yeah. and being set free by the very pain that might bind somebody yes. else. Mm -hmm. It's we, like the analogy of a knife, you know, uh -huh. in surgery, having mm -hmm. to cut out the cancer, cut out, it's going to hurt. Yeah. But that hurt, that, that, that recovery is crucial to have that overall yeah. health and freedom. Yeah. Amen. We're we're about to go to a break, but it is you know I, when we come back, I think understanding the the fire of the Holy Spirit as that knife, you know, I think is really great. Um, I also have another scripture verse for this for this battle that we all experience, whether it's little or big. Yeah. Um, just a small one that'll I think help us launch us into this conversation about contemplation, finding peace in the storm, and this call that we are all called to. To lean into prayer yeah and to what the lord's doing in and through us and then what i want to do in the last segment is just get super practical so we've been talking about a kind of an experience we've been talking about the theology but uh, in the last six minutes what i want to do or 12 minutes that we have is i want to get down to okay somebody's listening going i want that how do they get that so we'll be right back on divine intimacy radio The beautiful fact that no suffering is wasted, that all suffering has a purpose. And to wrestle with the idea, which is that everything that happens in our lives is either willed or permitted by God. Okay, God, why would you permit these things? I know that you're a good father and you're a loving father. So there's something there. So I have to bridge this gap between your permission of my suffering to your love for me as a father. And Uniformity with God's Will, the book by, by St. Alphonsus Liguori, bridges that gap. And he explains, as only he can, because he's such a hard hitter, the reality that these are all moments of growth, of virtue, of, hey, your legs are weak. You're like a newborn deer. You can't stand on your own. We need to get you to stand on your own. You know, those sorts of things. Even, even desolation. You know, the day-to-day kind of the ebbs and flows of the spiritual life. Those things are all permitted for a greater good, whatever that might be. Check out the brand new updated version of Uniformity with God's Will titled Finding Peace in the Storm with Commentary by Dan Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. Dan and Stephanie Burke with Father Jesse Mango, Dominican extraordinaire. Has anyone ever told say you were Dominican extraordinaire? Oh, you're the first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot of firsts hanging out around here, unfortunately. <laughs> so before the before the break, you mentioned another inspiration to uh, some wisdom from Scripture. Yeah, and so we're going to enter into practicals, like yeah. How do you do this? How do you do this practically in your day to day? Whether it's a huge storm outside whether it's the culture whether it's what's happening with your kids or your marriage or your family your finances um you know whatever it is or whether it's the interior battle of just your own purgation mm -hmm. moving from good to better or choosing the good right yeah so i just love this um this is uh moses speaking to the people so he addresses them. the people the people it says okay, we're okay. The people. so moses uh -huh. answered the people fear not stand your ground 
and you will see the victory the Lord will win for you today. The Lord himself will fight for you. You have only to keep still. Mm. You have only to keep still. Mm. Contemplation, mm. prayer, surrender. Mm. People don't understand that when we talk about this exercise of virtue, of leaning into the Lord, greater faith, greater hope, greater love, they think of it as like, oh, yeah, I've got faith. I've got hope. I, you know, We're talking about a radical <coughs> faith a radical hope, a radical love beyond anything that we've experienced out in the world, a radical surrender, a radical vulnerability of leaning into the Lord and letting him take possession of us. Mm. I love that word because I think we have to understand that the Lord wants to marry his people. This is the other one that I love is he's a jealous lover. Mm -hmm. He's not content with, you know, the the ring finger on your right hand. Mm -hmm. He's not content with your left foot, mm -hmm. not content with half of the hairs on your head. He wants every part of you, your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul. Mm -hmm. And that invitation to that radical relationship of really giving yourself over to the Lord in the midst of these storms, standing still, not allowing it to rattle you, not allowing it to cause you to sin or to go back to old behaviors or old patterns, but to trust in the Lord and say, you are in this. I surrender myself to you. Take over my life. I will do whatever you ask of me. Burn this out of me. Fill me with all that is of you so that when I rise, I can love and serve other people according to how you made me, your design, your desire, your will, so that his divine will, his kingdom can reign supreme in the midst of everything. And like how to do that is the big thing, right? The contemplative life is made up of two very clear calls uh, from Jesus to follow him. He said, take up my cross and follow me. And if you don't, you can't be my disciple. Um, the, the two things related to living the contemplative life, which begins this freedom, I mean, the beginning of the freedom is, of course, our baptism. And then when we begin to live it out our baptism, mm -hmm. you know, the graces begin to become manifest. But that requires a yes. And everybody has to say that. Peter said his first yes, and he ends up in the storm and he, you know, and he makes many mistakes. But because he remains with Jesus, uh, they turn into more and more yeses, you know, because of that grace. We need to practice daily mental prayer, which is in and of itself an ascesis or in and of itself a self-denial and self-giving because it's it's always a little difficult you were a principal of a catholic school when you started mental prayer right yes right so you started with uh, i think four hours a day right <laughs> not even yeah. and we had a house full of kids we yeah. were the brady bunch yeah you know some of them were a little off the rails yeah. you know we were kind of holding like our on. producer <laughs> We were holding on for dear life. You know, you were not yet levitating. Yeah. Uh, neither was wow. I. So there was a there was a lot to be purged. But it was this. And, and I guess really the grace of really going to the pigs, you know, mm -hmm. to going to your end, becoming a prodigal mm -hmm. daughter or son is that you understand I, I can't live any other way but to follow the Lord. Mm -hmm. I can't turn back. So how do I keep moving forward? And what did you start with, though? I started with a very short amount of minutes? prayer, 10 to 15 minutes in the morning 
of prayer. And so I had a place, I had a little particular place, sacred space, sacred space, sacred time, sacred attention. Yeah. Um, I had to, to, to commit to that. I love talking about first fruits. Yeah. So I would give the Lord my first fruits of the day. I'd get up before everybody was stirring. Mm. I'd get my cup of coffee. Love I'd that. go to my prayer place and he got the best of me, which was first. Mm -hmm. And so I just sit at his feet. I was, I was Mary at, at the feet. Martha in my head was running around, but I was telling Martha to go sit down. I'm going to be Mary for these that's first great. 15 Mary minutes. The feet, Martha in my head. That's yeah. a, I like that. I mean, that's, that's kind of reality. Yeah, it yeah. was. And yeah. it was reality in those days. I had, I felt like an octopus. But you, you were know? showing up. I was showing up. And what was beautiful is he met me in that. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, you know, I think people don't understand all he wants is our effort, just a little effort. And he meets us there and then multiplies it. He's, he's Fit, the, the size of a mustard. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So practical. So yeah. folks are out there listening, going, yeah, okay. Still like what, like, how do you, what do you do? We, if you go out to spiritual direction.com shop, you'll find one book to the beginning place into the deep. You'll also find on the website of a five part video series. We did just to explain this. I used to only, People could only hear this, this teaching if they were an Avalanche Institute student or if I came to their parish or whatever. Now it's in a video series. Anybody can get it. And it's cost $1,000. It does not. Right. It's free. <laughs> it's free. It costs us thousands to produce, but it's free. So that book will tell you sacred time, sacred space, sacred attention, how to do that. You, you just started showing up every day. In the Gospels, another book that helped you a lot was Into the Deep. Father John Bartunek, which are reflections on all the of better the part. You mean, what did I say <laughs> into the deep? Oh, the better part. No, I'm just sort of narcissistic. So it's always about me and my books, but the, the better part um, by Father John Bartunek, which yeah. provides a very practical, insightful it's reflection, beautiful. very holy priest on every passage of the gospels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so start that. So now I want to move to you. We don't have much time. So when did you start mental prayer? When did you begin living the contemplative life where you really said, okay, you know, I've been baptized. Uh, I, I want to say yes. I, I got, how did you begin? So for me, after my conversion or reversion to the faith, whatever you want to call it, had this deep longing for prayer, but I did not have the discipline, did not have the virtues. Um, but I had a great spiritual director at the time who kept saying, you need to make time for prayer. And it took a little while to develop that because I was tempted by all these ministries. Mental prayer, by the way. We, yes. Everything we're talking about yes. is mental prayer. Mental prayer. Yeah. And that was a big, big thing for him that he was trying to teach me to just sit and to have this conversation with Christ where I would stay my mind on him and prepare myself for deeper graces of contemplation mm -hmm. that come forth from mental prayer, you know, where the Lord could seize us or infuse in our heart a, a profound loving knowledge of him. Yeah. So, but really it was in the novitiate where the Lord, I needed that. Okay. I needed that. The Lord he needed the structure of a novitiate. And he removed a lot of, under the obedience of my superiors and the obedience of a structure. So I think like for a lay person, something practical is that, you know, be obedient to a rule of life that you follow for yourself and mm -hmm. stick to it relentlessly. We had a brother in the Irish province, very well known for his prayer and a wise brother. And he was asked, um, and, uh, Father Paul Murray, who's a great spiritual writer, mm -hmm. Irish Dominican in my province. I live with him in Rome. He asked this brother when he was just a novice, Father, what about, what's the secret of contemplation and, and mental prayer? And he just said, the gospel secret, stick to it. 
Yeah. Keep following Christ. Show up. Yeah. You know, keep show up. Keep up. And that's it. And so, so yes, it was really in the novitiate where I started to practice more time and then do hours of mental prayer a day. And and I guess I could afford to do that as a religious. That, that that's the call of the religious life to as a primary task is to contemplate the divine things and God. So yeah, just it was in the novitiate. And then over my life as a religious, that has changed, that has grown, that has been challenged. There have been great temptations along the way to get busy and active mm-hmm. again. And I have, and then I saw how it affected the fruit. But I have seen how much more fruit there is in my life as a priest because I pray more and I do maybe less, but my life's more fruitful. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I've talked about this on the show before and it can sound a little narcissistic, I guess, to talk about it. But people ask, how do you get so much done? Because they know this. all of this grew up when I was this president of EWTN News and all of that. And my answer is always not, oh, this is my technique. This is, oh, because I'm a great leader. It's because of Jesus, of because of prayer. Mm. Because when we sit at his feet and then we rise and then we move, we rise with his wisdom, his strength, his insight. We rise knowing where he is blessing and then mm. we follow. Mm-hmm. So, So it isn't something we do so I'm not talking about prayer as a Pelagian, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a formula and I go check the box and now I'm great. And so then I go act as a superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it, it's really where St. Paul talks about it is no longer I that live, but, but Christ. Christ who lives within yeah. me. Yeah. And that's a reality. That is mm. the goal. That is, that is the end goal of this time of mental prayer. It's not that we become all seeing, all knowing. It's that Christ then lives within us and he is animating he is the one who's bringing mm-hmm. forth so we're practicing fruit. being a mother less we're practicing being religious less practicing being a businessman less we're praying more and we're better at all of those things mm-hmm. right and i mean that's really the power of prayer mm-hmm. all right well unfortunately we're, we're we're coming to the end of this this series if you want to learn more, if you really, if your heart is burning, I know there's some of you whose hearts are burning out there. And you're saying, I really want that. I really don't want to be dominated by the storm anymore. I, I'm so sick of my sin. I'm so sick of being imprisoned, you know, to my lower nature or to the circumstances around me. Jesus gave his life for you to be free. He gave everything he had for you to be free. And if you draw near to him, I promise you, it is inevitable as long as you stay, as long as you show up every day, no matter how bad it is, you'll be free. And I can attest, coming from a very dark place, you'll be free. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.